Hey y'all, and welcome to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments, where we're having conversations like you would with your friends around a coffee table. We're chatting and listening and learning about topics that matter to us. So grab your coffee and come on in y'all. It's going to be good. Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments. Um, We are coming to the coffee table today with my friend Paige. I met Paige, ooh, when was that? 2019. Yeah. Beginning January of 2019. um, She came to Leader Committee Weekend for Young Life in our region um, for the first time. Was that your first introduction to Young Life? Um, I had been going to Young Life with... um, David and the okay. other guys through Buchanan, but that was my first Young like, Life event. Event, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so we met then, um, stayed in a cabin together, and I thought she was so quiet, and we have become great friends since. And she's still quieter than me, but that's not hard to do. So, um, but Paige, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Sure. I was just telling Kayla that the introduction on the podcast made me feel like I was in college again with the like very first day of class. Tell me your name, your major and a fun fact about yourself. One and fun fact. So I got a little bit of like anxiety <laughs> because I was like, what fun fact am I going to tell? Um, but I'm Paige. I teach third grade. This is my first year switching to a grade level. I taught gifted education prior to that, but um, I guess why not make a big change in the middle of a, Global pandemic right. when everyone has to relearn yes. how to teach. So That's a good point. Um, I am a dog mom. I have a dog named Millie. She is a mutt, um, <laughs> according to her DNA test. Yes. And I also um, help lead Young Life in Buchanan. So, yeah, awesome. Um, I asked Paige. I have like a list of just well, just a lot of people that I enjoy having conversations with. I've recently got into the Marco Polo app, and Paige and I have been Marco Polo friends, um, which has just been really fun because we've been able to, like, introduce a lot of conversations and just have some, like, really um, honest, like, oh, hey, this day's been fine, and then other times of just, like, yeah, no, I'm not functioning, okay, or whatever. So, um, Paige, actually, I had mentioned maybe in my first episode that I had a friend who started a podcast, and that was Paige. Paige has a podcast. Um, it started out as a blog, correct? Um, yes. Yeah. So or it, it was Instagram. a it was a blog, and then it was an Instagram, which mostly active on Instagram. Yeah. Um, podcasting is fun for me, right? But again, teacher in a pandemic, haven't had right. a ton of time for that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and your podcast is on books. Yes. So it's page by page. Um, and we'll link that in our um, description today. But um, so not only are you talking about books and like reviewing books, but then also like you have to read those books in order to do it, which yeah. you're an avid reader. So that's not a huge thing, but like that's still a lot of commitment. Yeah. And so it's I think mostly it's really difficult to find time just to read right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, So reading is an accomplishment for me. And I don't want my love of reading to turn into something that I view as like a chore exactly. or a job that has to be done. Exactly. So I just kind of made peace with the fact that it might be a year between episodes, but you know, it's fine. still there. Someone it's might listen there. to it. I listen to it. <laughs> I listen to them every time, mainly because you read way more than I do. So, but yeah, so Paige was the one who started um, a podcast and I was like, that's at least I know somebody now who does it. And so I um, asked her for some help and for some tips on this one. So that's been really fun. But so when I asked her, I was like, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? Um, and she said yes. Then I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? And so we threw a few things out there, but um, it inevitably came back to singleness and dating. Because at this current moment, Paige and I are both single. I don't know if either one of us would say we're dating at this point. No, no. And like, they go hand in hand in titles of things, but like, if we're being honest. I feel like... Dating is difficult on a normal year, but when it's like, yeah, because I know that there are the like online dating apps, but right for sure. Um, having experience with those, like, not my preference, they right, they work for some and not for others. 
Uh, and it's a little hard to meet people right now yeah, in the midst of... Yeah, and I, th- I would say I think they work in seasons and not in other seasons. Like, I think there's times that they are beneficial. I For me, I don't know that it, they're beneficial in a pandemic. No. For me, like, yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's what we kind of came back to. And so I realized that she and I both said, I was like, well, we're going to have to have topics to talk about because if it... the the topic is just singleness and dating. Um, we will be here for a while. So True. please understand <laughs> that this will probably be the first of many episodes. Um, just because I think, I think this will start a conversation. I think this will spark other points in the singleness and dating conversation. And I think it also is really interesting. Like it comes, these are, a lot of this is just opinion. Like this Mm -hmm. is just Paige and I having a conversation of like, here's our experiences on what people say on what's happened for me personally, on where my mind has been through these things and like all of this kind of stuff. And so that may not be the same. Like both Paige and I are just like, yeah, dating apps just, I, I see where they can be beneficial, but also man, they don't, we haven't seen them work really well for us right. kind of thing. So it's and that just, doesn't mean that they don't work. It's yeah. just, and it doesn't mean that it won't work for us eventually. Right. It's just right now. It's just, yeah, no, that's not, doesn't just, just doesn't sound appealing. Why put more work into something that doesn't sound fun. Um, so that's just kind of where we are. So again, this is just a conversation of, um, things we enjoy talking about. This is something Paige and I, often have conversation about so welcome into the conversation of that so um I think for me when we've been talking recently especially um I told you that even in counseling that things that had come up for me was the the word expectation Mm -hmm. um and so we had kind of talked about like expectations of ourselves going into a relationship expectations of the other person and going into a relationship and then also kind of the expectations we felt being put on us um from people around us and things like that and so I still kind of feel like that's even a broad topic but um I just kind of wanted to start with talking about like what are some let's just start with what are some expectations whatever when I say that comes up whether that's something you you've put on yourself or something you felt like others have put on you or something you you feel like you need to hold on to, but it's not being met, whatever. Like when I say, man, dating comes with a lot of expectations or singleness comes with a lot of expectations, what's the first thing that kind of goes through for you? The first thing that I think of when I think of expectations, um, I think back to high school because I remember having conversations with my friends and my group of friends were, we weren't super like, into relationships in high school. Like I had a friend or two out of our group that were in some pretty serious relationships, but we often had conversations about, you know, the future and, and marriage. I just remember saying, I think I'm going to wait until I'm 22 or 23 to get married. (laughs) And (laughs) you want to go ahead and tell them how old you are? I am now 28 (laughs) and not close to being married. (laughs) I was going to say that you're not, not (laughs) dating because you're married. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I, I am not dating because I am not dating. Yeah. So that expectation, I think, put on myself from that young age of I need to be married by a certain age. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, then it's kind of wrong right. or it's not going how it's supposed, supposed to, go. to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then I grew up with my parents um, met, I think, in like middle school and started dating and they got married at 21 and had me at 22 and so like I that's the relationship that I grew up with my grandparents got married one of them at like 16 and so like work with 16 year olds I can't no I can't I can't imagine being married at 21 or 22 let alone 16 and so those like relationships that I saw in my family also kind of played into those expectations. Oh yeah. That's funny. We've never talked about that, but my parents were high school sweethearts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. And then they, um, got married there in between their junior and senior year of college. Okay. And so they would have been about 21, but they were, mm, my brother wasn't born until 
87, so they were, you know, like 24, 25. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that about your family. So yeah, I can totally understand where you're coming from in that of like, so I, in high school, I was kind of the same way of just like, I mean, it was kind of there in my head, but like, also it was, I was self-aware enough. At least I think I was, I don't know, maybe, probably not. Let's be honest. Um, I didn't date in high school, but I also didn't like really try. But now like being out of high school, I mean, my young life friends hear me say this all the time. My community hears me say this all the time. Like I wouldn't have been friends with me in high school. Like I didn't, I mean, all of us have grown, right? But, like, just thinking back of how insecure and how that came out in me, um, I definitely didn't even have a comprehension of how to even consider caring about somebody else. Right. And so, uh, but then, you know, you get to college and that relationship with self really changed. My, my relationship with Jesus also changed and therefore my relationship with self and my family and things like that. But, um, people, I guess, I think my expectations are different almost because this is going to sound weird, but like haven't had the chance to be knocked down a little bit. So I've been on I'm trying to think if there this is people are, I'm pausing. Um, no, the podcast isn't broken. I think I've only been on one date in my life. I was asked on a few others, but they either like didn't work out because thank you pandemic or like, I was just like, yeah, no, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've been on one date in my whole life and that was uh, right before the pandemic started. So that tells you how old I was. But so it's just like almost the expectations there haven't haven't been able to be like even sifted out mm-hmm. only because of like the I can I can almost hold them on a pedestal. You right. know what you know yeah. what I mean? You you understand what I'm saying? And so it's just um I think that's the expectations I have on myself, but as well as the other person. Um and it's it's that's what I talk about in counseling. And I yeah. talk about that with friendships as well and, and things like that of just what are things that I need to hold true to and what are things that I'm like asking way too much of myself, of others, and things like that. And I think it's just that, um, for me, that navigation, I guess, of, okay, what has, and this comes back to, like, what have others said to me that is truth? What have others said to me that are lies? What have I believed for myself? And and things like that. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't know... Yeah, I don't know, I guess, really how to to navigate that. That's what I'm learning. I don't know, but I am learning how to navigate what expectations are worth holding on to. But also, like, man, some people have sold you some lies through the years. And, right, it can be, let's talk about that, too. Like, it can be expectations from people in your life. Or I think some expectations have come from movies and mm-hmm. rom-coms and things like that. So what are things that you felt like you've seen expectations that have been, maybe that you've already worked through, right? That you've like, hey, yeah, that's not realistic, right? Like, right. homeboy's not going to come. He's not going to be my Amazon <laughs> delivery guy, right? Like, right. You know what I mean? So like things like that that you're like, yeah, that's... That that's for the movies, that's for the books, but um, but things then that uh, people close to you you've kind of picked up on, like with your parents and things like that. That you're like, man, maybe I need to hold on to that. Maybe I don't. I think in high school, especially, I was. I mean, I was a Nicholas Sparks fanatic. <laughs> oh yes. And so I even met him in D.C. What? at a book signing. I was that obsessed with him and. Don't really read his books so much anymore because of those expectations yeah. that you get from books, especially. 
Um, I love my mother, but every time I go home, all we watch is Hallmark. And <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like, if you want to see what my mind expected from a relationship in middle and high school, you can watch a Hallmark movie. Oh, because sure. the like small town boy, like you said, could be your UPS delivery guy or so just kind of these unrealistic the boy who lives, live next door forever. And you just yeah. didn't look at him. The and right you were going to have, I think I had this conversation with a friend about what a meet cute was. Oh um, yes. They're the best. And we were talking about online dating and I was like, I think, I still struggle with online dating mostly because I want to meet cute. I want a cute story to tell my grandchildren. Right. And so like that expectation, um, the timeline expectation that you see in movies and books. So like they meet and then they fight and then they fall in love and they break up and how quickly it goes like oh and there's always the drama yeah when if you actually think about it no one wants the pain of that drama i have like thought of that before where i'm just like but if there's not the drama then you don't have the happy ending almost in that story right and so the expectation that like a relationship isn't going to be it's going to be perfect in a way because, you know, the way the Hallmark sets it up, but there's still going to be, like, this, yeah. like, some climactic moment of disagreement. Where, right. Right. And or so, some big misunderstanding. Yeah. And, yeah. Something, something. And yeah, I think sure. I think that watching an hour-long movie or reading a book and quickly going through how quickly that relationship went from zero to marriage... Correct. Is it kind of set my my brain up for unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, I mean, a lot of my teacher friends say that I'm pretty patient with my kids, but like when it comes to my own life, I'm not a a hugely patient person. So I think timeline timeline. has been my biggest expectation. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really good. Um, I hadn't really even thought about the idea of, of that, of the timeline part of the, like, I, th- I think I've thought timeline, like you said, like, oh, I thought I'd be married when I was 22 yeah. kind of thing. And I thought of it that way, but I haven't even considered like, well, I guess maybe, cause that's what I've told some friends before of like, yeah, I wish I could just skip the awkward part. Yes. And they're like, no, you, you can't do that. Like, right. <laughs> that, that's how you get to know anybody. Like, we've been talking for three days. Why aren't we dating? Right. Like, <laughs> that's... Why don't I know all the things that yeah. makes it safe to date somebody? Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. So that is, that's for me, um, I think one of the biggest expectations and struggles that I've had with relationships. Right. So, because our story is a little bit different in that... I wasn't super interested in dating in high school. I did date um, one guy briefly. And um, I feel like that relationship moved pretty fast. Uh, And that's why I kind of expected it from other relationships, I think. And so when I got to college, um, my relationship mentality completely switched so I think I was a more like relationally healthy person in high school and then Um, college was was hard on my mental health my spiritual health my physical health and um was involved in a lot of um friendationships as I heard on the heart of dating podcast (laughs) he's talking about word too yeah I had never I, anytime I would tell, like, my relationship story to anyone, I would be like, I don't know how to describe what we were. We weren't dating, but we were definitely not just friends. And so when um, Kate described them as friendationships, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And so um, it was kind of the downfall, I think, in those. I mean, those were not healthy relationships anyway. Right. But my expectation that they should have been moving faster also kind of set myself up for that like pain and and um kind of heartache in that situation yeah absolutely yeah um what 
I had never heard that word either, by the way, until you, you said something and I was like, I don't think I've heard that, but it is, it is a perfect explanation of this idea. I have heard other people, um, I listen a lot to, and I think I'll try and link to some of the people that we lean into and listen to about singleness and dating and like healthy ways. We're both reading, reading as in we are like a chapter We're in. Trying. We're trying. both <laughs> a chapter in. Reading is hard. Everybody knows this right now. Um, especially, and we're both avid readers. You yeah. more so than me. But you're like champion reader. I'm avid reader. <laughs> uh, but it's still just hard right now. But anyway, we're both like a chapter in to the book Outdated by J.P. Pecluda. Um, I listen to him weekly as a pastor, but also just as like a, a young, a person who's passionate about young adults and what they're doing um, in their lives and helping them um, make healthy decisions along a lot of lines, finances, career, things like that, but especially in dating. Um, Kate, that you said with the heart of dating, um, of course, now I'm going to blank on like whoever else uh, we Kate also to. has, um, which is another book that oh, I'm yeah. like two chapters into because mainly because the content's pretty heavy. And I think it takes a lot of self-reflection, but her book is called Thank You for Rejecting Me. I haven't and even been brave enough to buy it yet. So <laughs> It's tough because of kind of like how it starts is really similar to my own oh. relational journey in like um, the types of rejection that she talks about. Right. And I think that personally rejection is one of those expectations Ooh. for me. Is because I've had such unhealthy relationships. It's led to a lot of what is perceived by me as rejection. And so, to me, my relational expectations are almost to be rejected in some sense. You almost set yourself up. Yeah. And so, um, that has been... A, a tough book to to dig into but definitely necessary yeah yeah like I said I haven't even been brave enough to to get it yet I I listen to her podcast I follow her on social media I don't listen to it as um like every week uh but most of them I would say over 50 percent of them I listen to but when she started talking about her book and I was like that that nope that's a pass like I'm not ready to bring that up in counseling yeah. yet so we're just gonna leave that alone so but yeah um but listening to to JP and and then I've heard them talk about certain topics and now of course we've sidetracked a little bit from what I was gonna say and now I can't remember what it was there was some topic he said about what you were just talking about before the rejection part with your expectations well, if it'll come back if I need it to. Okay. But I know he talks about, I mean, he just talks about lots of things, but um, in when it comes to dating and things like that. But this idea of friendationships, mm-hmm. that's what it was. And he talks about, like, guys and girls can be friends. They can. Mm-hmm. But there, there needs to be this clear conversation, um, maybe even, like, boundaries and that sort of thing. Because the likelihood that one or the other is going to lean toward, it's going to lean heavier on the emotions going towards a relationship, mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, um, is likely. Maybe not in the beginning. You may get five years, six years in, that sort of thing. But without boundaries, that can happen. But then also this idea of, but, but Why? And I've heard him, and again, feel free to disagree because I'm not even sure I totally line up with where he is. But this idea of like, we're almost using each other for the emotional part of a relationship without the physical part of a relationship. And I was like, oh, I can definitely Mm -hmm. see where that can easily become... um, a crush for either one. I'm not mm-hmm. saying girls use guys for that or guys use girls for that. Either way, I think it can be both. I can think it'd be interchange, and they may both be using each other for that without the commitment yeah. of a relationship. It's just like okay, and 
So, I mean, he's got a little more like, so don't text each other after this and don't blah, blah, blah. And that's where I'm like, you know, feel free to feel how you feel. And, right. you know, I think he's just like, hey, I've seen things work and I've seen things not. And I have not seen this work long term for anybody. Right. And then, you know, he's also brought up, okay, then if, what if you date somebody else? What's that awkward conversation you have of like, oh, this guy's my best friend, but now I'm dating this guy, like, and that sort of thing. And so, but I, when you said friendationships, I'm like, yeah, because there's this idea of like, we're one or both are using each other for this emotional capacity that's really not created to be that. Like, yeah. Friendships are not romantic relationships. There is a different level of vulnerability and intimacy and, you know, that sort of thing. And so I think that's pretty interesting. That's definitely where my friendationships were. Um, It was what, because this is, relationships in general are something that I talk through with my counselor. Right. um, Because I've had some, like, pretty rough past relationships or friendationships. Correct. And so um, one of the biggest things is that in my friendationships, we were filling each other's emotional cups. But for me, they, it was without the commitment that I wanted. Right. And so, um, I felt used in those situations. Um, I know that looking back now that I also was using them, the guys in these situations. Right. I've been on both sides. So like. Exactly. Which is exactly what he's saying of like this idea of like, I don't know that it ultimately works out for anybody. Right. And now I, I mean, two of my closest friends are, are both guys. Right. And so, um, there's definitely been growth in that area for me. So like there, if you know, if I feel that those lines are being crossed, like if I feel like those emotional tanks are being filled without commitment of relationships, then, you know, that's when you, you have those conversations. (laughs) Yeah. That's when you say, you know, like if we're friends, then like, this is not where that goes like this is not what a friendship looks like right and so like I've had those conversations and they're not fun well but (laughs) and they they can lead to like hurt on both ends but in the end if you're truly friends then that friendship is going to last through that conversation yeah exactly So in talking about rejection, you talked about like really feeling like you sometimes would walk into relationships knowing, almost setting yourself up for a failure or rejection or whatever. And I will honestly and vulnerably say like, I think that's the biggest thing that has kept me from even trying a relationship is because I'm like, oh, this is definitely not going to work out and I don't want to even put a pinky toe into it if it's going to lead to me feeling rejected or whatever. So it's almost just like I've brushed it off if it's not completely looks like it'll even be remotely something that could work out. And I think it's because I fear it so much. And so with that, you had kindly shared with me that in talking with your counselor, you had talked about like, she basically looked at you and was like, you, you got to fix your relationship with yourself first. And I was like, hmm, what, what Patty, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, Patty, we don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> don't be telling us that. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So in that, um, I think this last half of the podcast, I think it would just be kind to talk about, because I don't think it's talked about much, right? Like this idea of, it's like, oh, I can't find somebody. Oh, I need to find somebody. Um, or, oh, I'm ready to. Not even like a desperation. Like, I don't want to say need in that way. I was just like, I'm 28. I'm 31. Like, I'm ready to be in a relationship. 
And then this idea of like, ooh, but are you? Like, yes. how <laughs> can you love someone if you don't love yourself? Um, and we'll even, I've heard, because again, both Young Life leaders, we both um, love Jesus. And this idea of like, Jesus says, love others as you love yourself. And it's like, I heard my whole life about this loving others yeah. part is really heavily taught. Um, I will say taught, not always lived out and executed well, but it's taught. And so then, but we always left out the end and as you love yourself. And so what are some, yeah, just, well, I'll leave it at that. What's the, your thoughts behind, um, yourself relationship and loving yourself well yeah i think that like those like commandments of saying like love your god like and love others and love yourself like i feel like i in the past have been really good at loving like loving god and loving others and have been terrible at loving myself (laughs) and so for years I have seen singleness as a problem. Yes. My singleness is not something to live into. It is a problem that needs to be fixed. Right. Because the ultimate goal get, the goal is to get is out of always it. to not be single and to be married with children and all of the things. Right. Not a bad dream. No. And it's still my dream. Right. But maybe But that not doesn't a mean goal. right. It doesn't mean that where I am can't be used right and is not healthy and all of these things so for years like that's how I saw my singleness and so when I was in like unhealthy relationships or not in relationships I internalized that is there something wrong with me Mm. like I don't deserve this I'm not worthy of this and so like self-worth self-love um have all been things that I've worked through my whole life, but I'm still working through now. Um, like you said with Patty, like she kind of basically told me that, you know, like I've been in a lot of unhealthy relationships, but in reality, my most unhealthy relationship is the one that I have with myself. Yeah. Um, (laughs) at the end of one of our last sessions, she wanted me to name three things that I was proud of about myself and I couldn't do it. Like, she had to coach me through, like, yeah. saying things that I was proud of about myself. And so, um, just kind of that setting myself up for the rejection or avoiding mm-hmm. the situation. So, I was getting into these relationships, friendationships with people that um, had major red flags that... <laughs> I was not looking at because I felt that it was what I deserved. Mm -hmm. And so in the moment I'm like, yeah, I'm very interested in them. But honestly, looking back, I'm like, why? (laughs) Right. So, um, I saw all the signs, but I wrote them off as like, you know, this is like, they're giving you the attention that you think no one else is, is going to. Right. And because so, that's not what you deserve. Right. And in that, them giving you that attention makes them what you deserve. Like, mm. and so completely unhealthy relationships. Um, right. And, but it started with your vision. Right. Of you. What you deserve. Exactly. And it starts with, you know, how you see yourself. Right. And um, the first two chapters of Kate's book, um, Thank You for Rejecting Me, are about your rejection of yourself Mm. and how many times you you don't go into a situation because you think that it's not going to work out or it's just going to end badly or you go into a bad situation Mm -hmm. because ultimately deep down you probably know right it's not a healthy place for you to be it's not going to work out but you show up there anyway you show up there anyway Hmm. interesting yeah, I can remember, um, I was probably, I guess it would have been the summer of 2019, and I was, we went to Young Life Camp, 
and I was a leader. Oh yeah, it was 19 because Zola was there. And so I was a leader. Taylor and I were both leading in the cabin together and Kelsey had a, a separate space because Zola was there and she was six weeks old. And so I can remember the second to last day I had been talking to um, different kids and there was one kid um, that kept coming to me and we had worked through this situation in their head for the past two years and I was like these are lies we have been through this over and over again of like you have to speak truth to yourself this is not the truth about you all these things like we had been through this conversation and <clears throat> they had gotten better but they were just like <clears throat> it keeps coming up it you know when I'm exhausted whatever and it was like you have to trust the Holy Spirit like we have to speak light and life into these lies <clears throat> sorry and I can remember sitting there as I was telling a high school kid this feeling very convicted of like, oh, well, I'm glad you're taking that advice yourself. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so that afternoon, we have free time there in the uh, afternoons at camp. And so we probably had an hour or so left. And I remember, it may have been actually the very last day. I think it was the last day because I think I remember us packing up. I think all of Kelsey's stuff was packed in the cabin. And so I went to Kelsey's small room cabin area and Taylor was there and I melted. Like, I mean, couldn't breathe crying um, and just being like, these are the lies I believe about myself. And basically along the same things of like, I don't believe I deserve this. Um, I'm, I'm afraid that um, what rejection actually means or if I'm rejected, what that will do to me long term and like all these different things and I had been in counseling about nine well I had been in counseling from 2018 into like beginning of 2019 and then I kind of stopped so I hadn't been there for about four months and I remember Kelsey being like have you talked about this at counseling I was like no I've these words have literally never come out of my mouth before and she was like yeah I don't I would never would have known that Taylor was like I had no idea this was going on um and we just talked about a lot of things of the lies I believed my whole life and where I think again where those expectations had mm -hmm. come from of you know movies and rom-coms and, and books and things like that and what that had put inside of me and it was basically just like confessing that to them of like this is what I deal with. And they were like, how are we the people who know you the most? And we had no idea. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, because it's such a deep rooted fear. And I think it's this idea of, it wasn't even enough for me to know that they were lies. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you've said, you've set yourself up for rejection. Now he's looking back, but like who really walks up to things and being like, well, I'm going to try and set this up. So that they can push me away because I know it's what I deserve. Like you don't actually right. It wasn't say a conscious those. decision. Yes, exactly. It's just little lies and things you have believed in situations you have been put in. That then that was the that was the action that came out of the belief, and that was the same thing for me. And it was just like until I started to say these things of like. Well, I don't believe that anybody could love me. I don't believe that anybody could actually want to choose me and things like that. That they were like, holy God. <laughs> they were like, this is a lot. And I'm like, I know. I, this is what, I mean, so 2019, I was getting ready to turn 30. Like, and I had never said any of this to anyone before. And so now, thankfully, I'm in counseling. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just this idea of like, what are the things I believe about myself and what, sorry guys, that's my dog. <laughs> she's super cute. Yeah. She's been super good this whole time. She's been quiet, but now it's bedtime. Well, she thinks it's bedtime. It's not bedtime. She has an hour, <laughs> but for her it's bedtime. So, but yeah, I think this idea of, um, what I believed and the rejection that um, Paige says she's like set herself up for 
comes from this idea of not only did we not love ourselves well, we didn't know how to. Yeah. We probably thought we were doing the best we could. I don't know that I would have said like, yeah, I love myself. I don't think I would have said that. But I would have been like, yeah, I'm doing the best I can kind of thing. And so this idea of, I think we would both agree with, we're doing doing the work, um, having the conversations like this, going to counseling, having more conversations with other people of this idea of um, how do we truly not just act on loving ourselves, but like truly appreciate who we are, appreciate what we can do. Um, and like Paige said, it's still a working thing. Like mm-hmm. in a recent one, you've had to talk about like what things you're proud of about yourself. At least I didn't try and start the podcast that way. Like, yeah. hey, Paige, tell me something you're really proud of. You I would have been like, um, <laughs> let's come back to that. <laughs> I'm going to need you to restart this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, do you have any other thoughts that came up while I was talking about that? Yeah, I think that, um, so, like, I liked what you said, um, with, like, how you shared that with, like, the people who are closest to you. And I think that's the only way that you're going to mm-hmm. overcome those lies, is you have to speak them, um, and not to yourself, because you tell them to yourself all the time. Right. You have to tell them to someone else, because... I, there have been so many things, like, that I've either been told or that I've internalized and believed that, like, I, for the longest time, never shared with anyone. Right. Um, like, in a past foundationship, like, I was told that I didn't deserve to be loved. And so, when that's spoken to you and you don't speak the lie to someone else so that they can be like, yeah, no, like that's not true you you internalize it and you're like well okay if that person that person sees that so maybe this is a reason that I don't deserve to be loved and you start pinpointing all these things about yourself that are flawed and that are wrong and they're the reason that you are not worthy of something and so um speaking that to someone that you trust I will always recommend counseling um I will recommend it to everyone, but I just recently started myself. (laughs) Um, I've kind of gone in and out of it through over, um, over the years, but yeah. And, and that's just because it gets hard before it gets better. Yeah. And dealing with a lot of like 28 years of pain and and trauma is, um, not fun, but it, it, in the end, ultimately, it's beneficial. It's beneficial. And, yeah. and like, like Patty said, <laughs> um, <laughs> she said that I, if I want to be in a healthy relationship, which is for me a desire, right. Then I have to be in a healthy relationship with myself first. Yeah. And it, it starts there. And right. so, um, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think, um, my final thoughts would be to the idea of like we've talked about how we've seen singleness as this this problem that needs to be Mm -hmm. fixed or like when people I can remember when people will talk about like oh I'm in you know my season of singleness I'm like I've only been in that season like that's the only season I've ever been in um and it's just like the way people just some of the wording of course Again, with both of us being in and around the church, they're just phrases and words we've heard. Some have been so beneficial and some have been some of the lies that we're mm-hmm. working through Absolutely. in counseling. But I think this idea of um, community and those expectations, you have to speak, you have to talk through what all the things with someone, with someones that you trust and also, because you need to invite them into these things yeah. of like, hey, no one's, it is hard to notice red flags on your own. Like you said, like, you saw them now that you're past it. But like, if there had been more conversation and, and people knew some of the struggles you had or some of the desires you have of being like, 
hey, you said this is what you were going for. And this is kind of the exact opposite. I'm just confused as to why you're dating this person. Right. Like, and so having those conversations and welcoming people into that trusted people, it doesn't have to be everyone. It doesn't have to be a lot of someone. I would just say, I mean, start with one would mm -hmm. be great. Maybe two or three of these people that you trust um, that that know where you're coming from, know your past, know your hurts, know your desires. And one, they can help you love yourself better. But then also when you're ready to step into dating or you are dating, um, can kind of hold you accountable to right. making sure you're still taking strides towards that, that, that desire, that dream or whatever. So, yeah. And not, not everyone needs to know right. your story. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned over the years is like. Facebook lies to us and tells us yeah. that they. Like they I, I didn't need to, to share these deepest hurts with these people who right. have not earned that place in my life. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I feel like that's a whole podcast. Oh, yeah. Itself. So many we just things. do friendship <laughs> boundaries, yes. I guess. But yeah, so, well, thank you. Like I said, I feel like we could talk about this forever. I think we've been talking for almost an hour yeah, now. Which, I feel like, like we've just scratched yeah, the surface. Yeah, not even <laughs> like started. Like, because there are, there's so many things of like, okay, well, what if you don't desire to be married? What's right. the healthy boundary there of... You know, because it, it just can't be like, no, I'm not going to talk to anybody ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. you're going to have relationships and things like that. So what's that look like? And what are some of those hurts that have come from large groups or, you know, large, I don't want to say theology because that's not the right word, but just like statements that some people we have trusted have stood on that really were actually harmful to yeah. us in the long run and not just us you and I but just us as a generation and things like that so on to online dating and how you date in a pandemic I mean we literally could continue to list things so oh, yeah like Absolutely. I said first of many <laughs> podcasts talking about singleness dating um and that sort of thing so and I would also yeah just like to encourage people to have these conversations with people around you um Paige and I talk about it all the time, but we talk about it with a lot of our other friends as mm -hmm. well. So, um, yeah. So, final question. What is your coffee shop beverage of choice? So, I, on a typical day, I'm usually just a black coffee person. Oh, wow. Um, I don't put flavorings. I don't put creamer. Um, I just drink straight black coffee which is strange considering I despised coffee for years like <laughs> never drank it in college if I did drink it I couldn't even slightly taste coffee like, like it needed to be super yeah and so from that to this but um with stone tower in Buchanan yes. um that's where I kind of broaden my horizons with coffee and so Snickerdoodle latte was my go-to. That's the winter one, right? Yep, and mm -hmm. they sold the last one a couple months ago. <laughs> and <laughs> she has a I have been devastated since that moment. We'll but they always have delicious drinks and so I think as as far as I know they still have their cold foam french toast. I think mm -hmm. it's a latte. Um, I'm not usually a cold drink person, but wow. man, that one's good. The cold foam, I had never, I was like, that just doesn't sound appealing. But I had the first one, I can't remember if it was Stone Tower or Starbucks, but the pumpkin cold mm, foam yeah. changed my life. <laughs> I, oh, I was make, trying to make it at home and I could make a pretty decent version, but man, that stuff is so good. So, like, then I was like, well, I might as well give the other cold foams a, a chance, which they're just as good. So, um, but, yeah, that's interesting. I did not know the black coffee. Yeah, just black. Wow. I know. I didn't know that. I don't think I would have guessed that. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm sure 
we will have you back on. Maybe um, we're both supposed to finish Outdated, so then we can chat about it on your podcast. Yes. So we will definitely share that when. (laughs) Whenever you and I finally get when we do when it happens, we'll let you all know. It is definitely on my. It is. It's laying on my bed right now. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's literally in my bed. Of like last night, I was like, I'm gonna read this, and then I realized I told you I read the introduction in chapter one, but chapter one's not underlined, and I'm a pretty big underliner when I'm reading. So which means me too. I didn't read chapter (laughs) one. I so. I honestly will probably start again. Yeah. Because it's been a while since I read it. And so I may yeah. like And it's good. It's yeah, it's it has such nothing a good book. to do with the book. It has and it has a lot to do for me with the fact that I bought a switch. <laughs> and uh, now I just play Animal Crossing like yeah. the, the nerd that I yeah. am. Mine has more to do with the fact that I'm exhausted. And I have a dog. True. And so, generally, I go to bed and then, like, I hang out for a little bit. Like, I, you know, my, my nightly routine is long. Now it is not because I put her to bed and then I'm like, okay, be as quiet as possible. And then go to bed. And then I lay down and I'm tired. So, I go to sleep. And so, my body just needs sleep right now. It's guess yeah. what I'm coming to. So, but. I feel that. All right. Well. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. I'm already ready for part two. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll just do it once a... I was going to say once a month, but that'd be like every other podcast. <laughs> that so, might be too much That might be too much dating content. So maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would be excited to to have someone else's perspective too. Yeah. Like, I've definitely thought that's about in that. a different... Has mm-hmm. maybe gone season. through a different season or is season. in a different quote-unquote season man we got i gotta find a new word for that too yeah. soundtrack <laughs> somebody give me another word that's not season also community i use that one a lot no one would know i go to church <laughs> all right we're gonna i'm going off the rails at this point um thanks for coming on i appreciate it i love you love you I would love to hear from you and keep this conversation going. You can find me on Instagram at underscore K-L-A-B or over on Facebook if you would like. I hope that you feel free to reach out to Paige and I today. I will make sure to tag her on the social media platforms so that you can easily find her and let her know how much we appreciate her coming on and talking with us. But also, I we'd love to hear what you're learning. We'd love to hear where you're at, what you think about singleness and dating right now in 2021, no matter what your relationship status is. Maybe you have some good pointers for us um, if you're currently in a relationship or married, um, or maybe you're also kind of navigating through this with Paige and I as we are both single right now. So, but no matter where you're at today, I hope that you love yourself well, uh, you enjoy the day, and continue to be kind. Bye, friends.